0: Did you know that there's different types of narcissism? Now, there's just overt, like, narcissistic personality disorder. Then you have, typically, we dial it down into overt narcissist and covert narcissist. So kind of like in your face and then kind of hidden, okay? But then there's all those different subsets. And I normally don't dive into a bunch of the subsets just because not everybody agrees on them. And they're kind of like all over the place. Most people agree on overt and covert, but then there's multiple different styles of all of that. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about, um, communal narcissists. What does this actually look like? How do they actually show up and just give you a little bit of a rundown and a little bit, bit of exposure to it. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness of narcissistic abuse and help liberate those people trapped in a toxic relationship, either mentally and emotionally or physically still stuck in that environment. If you want to see how I help people get free, go to rawmotivations.com slash breakthrough today. Today, we're going to be diving in and just walking through just a brief couple paragraphs of um, Don't You Know Who I Am Uh, by Dr. Ramani, Okay. Hopefully you can see that. There we go. By Dr. Romney. So I'm excited to just be able to talk through and be able to see and be able to showcase some of her perspective in this. And then I'll kind of insert and we'll kind of talk through a little bit as we go. But that's the book that I'm going to be reading. Just walking through a couple paragraphs here about the communal narcissist. You know this person. He or she is jetting off for a co-charity tour, building new huts in a village, holding babies in slums, rescuing a variety of animals, building in time, uh, building in time at a posh resort on the way out attending or organizing charitable galas and then instagramming the whole thing communal narcissists may feature frequent posts on their social media or personal website showing them interacting with those less fortunate than them and drawing attention to their charitable needs with hashtags like saving the world feels good to give back charity goals i love everyone elephants are people too and then they sit back expecting validation from their followers wow, you're amazing, you have the biggest heart ever, keep saving the world, and you look hot in your bikini, and then bask in likes and comments about their giving nature. They tend to cast themselves as altruistic, and while, yes, less communal narcissistic counterparts are more likely to view themselves as successful or better than other people, communal narcissists are more likely to view themselves as helpful and to get their self-enhancement needs met by being viewed as helpful, giving, and charitable people. So, Right off the bat, like the whole piece is an image, right? Like we talk about image and narcissists all the time. We talk about masks. This is talking about just another version of that image specific to helping people. Like looking, acting, being, and coming across a certain way of like, wow, that person is really helpful. Now, did you notice some of it? It talks about social media, but it talks about, hey, part of what Dr. Romani puts down is the idea of like, hey... This person on social media is trying to show that they're actually helping people less than. Now, this is difficult because it talks about it in the, in the next paragraph, uh, two paragraphs away, about, hey, we don't want to get this confused with people who are actually doing good, okay? Actually helping. But we're going to have to walk through what does this actually look like? How do we even tell that this person is narcissist or not? So it's just painting the first stage of like understanding, hey, this is how oftentimes they will come across. This is how oftentimes they will look. This is how oftentimes they will be seen as. Okay, as you saw towards the end of the paragraph, it's talking about part of this is to get this validation, appreciation through this way of coming across as helpful. Uh, John Gobner, a professor at University of Mannheim, and his colleagues presented this concept of communal narcissism in a research paper in which he distinguished communal narcissism from the more traditional form of narcissism. He labeled this traditional form of narcissism as Agentic narcissism. And in this book, he called classical or grandiose narcissism. He argues that communal narcissists are motivated by the same needs as other narcissists. Example, grandiosity, self-enhancement, etc. Now, this is really true because you need to understand this. All narcissists have the same nine traits. Okay? Now they are portrayed in different ways. They're not just portrayed of like overt and, and being like rude and mean. Okay. They're portrayed in different ways, but typically it's still coming back to their own needs. So you're going to see this in any different version of narcissist of having this piece of like, oh, it's all about me. And so over, it's like, hey, look at me. It's all about me. Covert's like, oh, I'm a victim. It's all about me. Communal are like, oh, it's all about me. I'm helping people. Like, see, there's differences, but it still goes back to the motivation of it being all about me. Okay. Um, so continues on, but that they meet these needs through communal means. Example, engaging in activities that would be viewed well by the world or which ostentationally help others. In essence, their research suggests that a communal narcissist may want to be viewed as a living saint, which reflects a grandiose self-assessment and a need for public reverence and awe. Huge right there, okay? Narcissist wants you to serve them, right? Narcissist wants you to honor them. Narcissist wants you to admire them, okay? To have this like, Adoration, like a lot of times, narcissists are like looking at themselves and at their lives, being like, "Hey, I want you not just to serve me, not just to love me, but you to worship me, worship me as a saint in the aspects of a communal narcissist. Like I want you to look and feel and think about me in such a great way that I view myself. But I'm showing you how I'm such a great person by how I'm serving. Okay, we well, have to be careful here. There are many well-intentioned people who really do put others first and who give the best of themselves and endless uncompensated hours to charitable endeavors. The real issue is the motivation. Communal narcissists are motivated by validation. And if others do not take notice of their goodness, then the communal narcissist can be quite prickly, frustrated, and even angry. So this whole piece of like, hey, I need you to notice me to validate me. If you don't notice me, then how rude. Like, like, that's that's the idea of like, like, I just saved the puppy and you didn't notice I saved the puppy, like, who the hell are you not to notice that I saved the puppy? Now, I know that sounds ridiculous, but that's the thought process and I'm just trying to break it down so it makes the most sense for everybody. Like, the thought process is very, very small and very, very, uh, like, segmented of like, oh, like, this is what I did. Did Did anyone notice? Like, uh, I'm missing a pat on the back. Okay, so the communal narcissists are looking for this like appreciation, validation of the things that they're doing. In addition, they may give up dozens, if not hundreds of hours to plan a charitable event, but become mini tyrants when doing so, making it feel more like a bad job for other well-intentioned volunteers. Communal narcissists may seem like they care very much about the people facing challenges around the world, but be the first to jump on a flight to dig a well or help a hurricane victim, but in their own life, they can have all of the usual narcissistic relationship patterns, including detachment, lack of empathy, entitlement, and anger. Like understanding, like people have to understand, it's great if we want to be able to decide, oh, this one is a narcissist in the pie slice of communal, this is overt, this is covert, this is malignant, that's great. But at the end of the day, toxic is toxic. And at the end of the day, the nine traits still apply. And at the end of the day, if you're not getting freed from toxicity, like stop wasting your time trying to define the toxic mess that you're in and just get out. Too many people want to have a label and want to have a definition versus understanding, hey, this guy does not love me because he keeps cheating on me. This guy does not care about me because he keeps lying to me. This guy does not care about me because of how he's talking to me, how he's abusing me mentally and emotionally at the end of the day take the label and chuck it out the door it doesn't matter what matters is you're getting abused and you're trying to look for a way to justify staying because he's not a narcissist so therefore it means he can change who cares right now you're just telling yourself no that you're not willing to actually love and care about yourself and you're putting yourself in an abusive environment just looking for a label at the end of the day the label doesn't matter what this person demonstrates and how they show up on a consistent basis that is what matters all right, so diving into the rest. That's my little soapbox for the day. This juxtaposition can be very confusing for partners, families, and friends who see these people being viewed by the world as great givers. Yet at home, they're anything but. Communal narcissists do value their place in the community, whether it is in their town, their children's school, or their place of worship, and they derive tremendous validation from it. What they do not do well is one-on-one relationships. Again, this is about image. This is about how he's coming across to everyone else. Communal narcissist may be the dictatorial PTA president, the donor who gives and expects names on buildings and lots of press and publicity, as well as lots of fawning by entities that benefit from the LaGresse, the dog rescue who chronically abuses a boyfriend or girlfriend, or the social media savvy global savior who also takes the time to post with hashtags about his or her goals, tan, brand of singers, all while cleaning plastics from the ocean. The juxtaposition of giving to the world but withholding at home can make this a perplexing and a frustrating scenario for someone close to this pattern. In many ways, the communal narcissist derives a sense of self from from the idea of being the giver, but maintains little insight into his or her enlightenment, antagonism, or lack of empathy in other close relationships. Again, it's all about the mask. It's all about the image that the person is giving across, how he appears to society. So you need to understand, like just going through this, and I'll, I'll hold up again just in case. It's um, don't you know who I am? like don't you know who I am by Dr. Romney. Okay. Because I need you to understand, like, there's different pieces of communal, and there's different pieces of how this looks to society, but it still comes back to be the same. It's still like abusive, uncaring, one-on-one relationships are like going to shit because he's not able to actually maintain this because it takes a depth and a level of like emotion of empathy, of connection, of willingness to be honest and truthful. This is one of the things that I've been working so hard on social media, not just to say what is actually going on, but actually start to demonstrate it, not just with other posts, but even with how I connect with my wife on social media. Like we've done several lives together. We have a podcast. We're getting ready to start up our next season with it. Like going through this to be able to say, hey, I want to take back the curtain so everybody sees the shit that's inside so that you guys know, hey, this is what it looks like. This is what it is. And also this is what we're striving for. Now, the difference is if you're with a toxic person today that's not honest, that's not vulnerable, and is not showing consistent change, you need to leave. That's it. You're not in a relationship. You have no relationship. You're in a situationship and oftentimes you're trying to justify one more video, one more understanding, one more label, one more diagnosis to help you actually get free. When in reality, you'll never get free until you change the mindset. If you want to know how I do that, go to rawmotivations.com breakthrough to hear how we help people break free mentally and emotionally today.